0: need a few minutes to reset? Great Minds is a podcast from SBS that guides you through different meditation styles from around the world. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.
1: The Playlist with Ben and Fiona.
0: And the Oscar goes to... Parasite. Ah! Welcome to a special Oscars edition of The Playlist. I'm Fiona Williams and I manage our online coverage of movies and TV here at SBS and I'm joined by my co-host, SBS channel manager, Ben Nguyen. Hey Ben.
1: Hey Fi. So, another year down.
0: I know, but not like every other year though.
1: No, there was a lot of excitement and a few surprises. We picked some of them and some of them stunned us a little bit, in a good way.
0: We have literally just finished watching the Oscars and we watched it separately, so we haven't even...
1: We haven't compared <laughs> we notes. We haven't at
0: all. I don't haven't know Haven't
1: compared gasps.
0: No, I don't know what to do with myself because I'm not used to being excited about what's won Oscars. But, um...
1: <laughs> oh,
0: my God, Parasite did it.
1: Yeah, it certainly did. And I'm sure um, we'll get to that soon. But first <laughs> of all, Fee, um did you win the Office Sweep this year?
0: Uh, well, I mean, I think I came close. I got <laughs> 17 out of 24, which is not terrible.
1: No, that's good. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, you're up there in the rankings.
0: Uh, Yeah. I think you
1: should be proud of yourself. Thank you. And those of you uh, who managed to catch um, last week's EP. And stole all your picks. Yeah. I think that they should feel pretty proud of themselves. So as we all well.
0: got seventeen out of twenty-four. So yeah, not too shabby. I wish I'd gone with my heart on Best Picture though. I was cynical, and I thought I didn't think the Academy would actually do it. But they did it, and I'm okay with losing that one in the tipping contest. That's why we
1: talked about should win just I to know. give us that get out of jail free card.
0: <laughs> that little love heart next to Paris. Heart. Anyway, it's not <laughs> well, all about me.
1: Before we. Dig through the entrails of the winners <laughs> and the losers. Why not go there a little bit as well? Let's. I want to know, Fia, I know uh, last time you described the Oscars as your Christmas. What is it that you love about the Oscars
0: so much? Yeah, I don't know if you've noticed, Ben, but I love movies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and this is just all day dedicated to the movies and movies we love and loathe Joker. Um <laughs> Yeah, and just watching... Double, double winner, Joker. Yeah. and I, Get to I, that later. Yep. D- double, oh, God, it was too. Yeah, I don't know, just the, the pomp and ceremony, watching this unfold live, the drama of a live telecast like that, sometimes some crappy montages and speeches, usually it's with a healthy dose of cynicism because the films I love don't typically win. Yeah. So, like I said, I'm on unfamiliar ground today. <laughs> <laughs> but... I, I can tell you're Christmas on some presents.
1: kind of high. I, yeah. I, I don't know what to attribute that to.
0: <laughs> I'm not usually this high.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think uh, there is something about the Oscars. Awards ceremonies, I think there's a lot of people who loathe them. Yes. Um, but there is something that you can tap into when you really love the categories that are up there for grabs, that this might be the year that your choice makes it up on that stage. Mm. Which I think uh, leads us on to the awards. Let's, let's let's jump in. Well, I think that um this was a year that there was no official host. So yeah. hosting duty was sometimes awkwardly shared by actors having the job of announcing the announcers.
0: Exactly. It was weird. <laughs> that, like that because I think, you know, the Oscars have rightly copped Flack for being so white for so long. They've yeah added more ways of getting people to present things and they've included more people We're going to make sure our
1: cutaway shots are as diverse as possible. Exactly. Just just not the nominees.
0: Which my cynical self was going, you know, your slip is showing because you're trying to make up for something. Good on you for doing that, but also there should be far more diversity in the categories. Uh, Mm. So every time it was, okay, I mean, good, but also we see you. Yeah, (laughs) Um, Yeah. But, yeah, having anyone introduce someone to then introduce an award was weird.
1: (laughs) Well, on the theme of diversity, what did you take away from Janelle Monae's opening performance? It wasn't universally loved on Twitter, shall we say.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I thought it was funny that she came out as Mr Rogers in A very excellent film. I'm on the record for saying I loved A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood and Mariel Heller should be in there for Best Director. Mm. Um, So to then open your show with a film that was shut out of all categories but for Supporting Actor. You know, <laughs> I guess it was a nod to the films that didn't get uh, any yeah. look in because there was a midsummer dan- love, better midsummer love. There were some dancing dolomites because mm-hmm. Eddie yes, Murphy should right. have been nominated too. Yeah, they um, were also
1: jokers, so they were spreading were, the love. Correct
0: me if I'm wrong. Were there dancing Nazis?
1: Uh, there were, yeah. yes, Gestapo members or or something similar.
0: Yeah, a JoJo <laughs> Rabbit uh, mm, reference
1: ref- for sure. Yeah. So, uh, so uh- <laughs> there was there was that to unpack to begin with, and then we rolled into, I guess, sort of uh, the closest that we came to a traditional hosting role, which was Steve Martin and Chris Rock doing a bit of a Opening monologue slash roast the crowd.
0: hmm And Chris Rock was very good. I mean, I, I liked his Mahershala Ali joke that he's got two Oscars but it means nothing when he gets pulled over. By the um, cops. By the cops, yeah. I'm yes. paraphrasing there. He, it was funny with the way he said it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, from the top they were calling out the lack of diversity and Janelle Monáe as well, you know, she – said, you know, I'm a black woman and a queer woman here. Yeah. So from right at the top, good on her.
1: Yeah, they, they did a little bit. Uh, I thought there was something missing from the list of directors this year. Uh, Chris Rock replied, vaginas. Yes.
0: True. <laughs> uh, and that, so they came on to do sort of the traditional host role, but then it was missing it throughout, I think, even the announcer, like because it then defaulted to people announcing, present introducing themselves just yes. to introduce someone else. So. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it made it seem a little loosey-goosey.
1: Yeah, they haven't solved it. I mean, I don't know whether the lack of a host, like it does seem to be a little bit of a modern invention for awards shows and I don't know whether it's desired to avoid some of the flack that sometimes um, hosting duty seems to incur. Like I don't know whether it's sort of like a little bit of um, just sitting on the fence and saying, well, If we put a host on it, then everyone who hates that person won't watch. So we just won't name anyone and just sort of spread out the duties through the night.
0: Well, Chris Rock made the joke about it that it's because of Twitter because when they yes. announce a host, people go back and look through the tweets of the person they've announced and then they yeah. have to not be the host <laughs> because of what people find. So, yeah, I think it's just safer. But that said, there were some other great duos that came on that, you know, you could easily see presenting. Sort of Maya Rudolph and um, Kristen Wiig came out. They were singing there. They were using the time there to make a show real, really for all the directors in the room, which was quite mm. fun
1: yep, they announced uh, best production design and uh, best costume design.
0: Mm-hmm. Also good were Julia Louis Dreyfus and Will Ferrell doing the superstar moments of pretending not to know what cinematographers do. and mm-hmm. yeah, so and I was thinking those two should make a movie, and what do you know? They were there to promote a movie, which I'm very keen to see. their English language remake of Force Majeure, that excellent Swedish film. but yeah, that's coming out soon. so nice, subtle promotion for. Yes. their pairing. so very funny
1: tuned for, mm. to see what we think. Well, let's roll into the awards. Regina King um, was out first to announce Best Supporting Actor and I think this went where we all expected it to.
0: No surprises in this one. Bradley Pitt has an Oscar.
1: Yes. He started out with a, uh, a political reference. He wasn't the only to um, take things political through the evening, but um, but he certainly was the first. Uh, talked about John Bolton and uh, the refusal of the Senate to question him on the impeachment.
0: Absolutely. Loved a bit of an impeachment political moment there. Good one, Brad. I, and I'm glad... I sort of said I didn't want him to do a shtick about being a single guy again and he didn't. No, <laughs> You could no. tell he was overcome by the moment but he did use it for that I, moment.
1: I did notice The Guardian did have the Oscars bingo and it was, uh, one of them was Brad Pitt uh, talking about his single <laughs> status. Uh, <laughs> but no, so the failure there if, if that was on your bingo card. The, <laughs> I'm uh, sure
0: he did on the red carpet beforehand. Don't worry about that, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, sort of, uh, or, or sort of out the back. Kind of when he when he did his press conference, yeah. he sort of quickly rolled into just his sort of standard um, awards acceptance patter. I, I thought, sort of you know, giving a, a shout out to Leo that uh, he'd been allowed to ride on Leo's coattails. The view is fantastic from there, apparently. And uh, a shout-out to um, all stunt coordinators and stunt crews.
0: Which I thought was excellent, you know, being he played one in the film. Very warmly
1: received um, from the room, so well, that was nice.
0: There has been a real movement to acknowledge stunt performers because in so many of these films they play a very key role in making the action yeah, look believable. in, in so. some of
1: the very biggest moments. Yeah, um, so maybe this they will... they don't get up to get on that stage.
0: No, so. they don't. And there'd be a lot of Australians in that category too, might I add, just to be... Um, parochial about it, but um, yeah, yeah, it, that that's been there has been a call for that in recent years. But it's nice to actually have that acknowledged on stage. And of course, he would do that in having played as not performer in the film. But um, no, it was it was a good moment. No love for Margot Robbie in in his speech though, but I'm sure he was just overcome by the moment.
1: <laughs> well, um, speaking of Margot Robbie, should we uh, jump over to best supporting actress? Yep. who which went to? I think this definitely was your pick, um, Laura Dern.
0: Yeah, it wasn't just mine. Yeah, no, yeah. I think no surprises in the acting categories. Yeah, for sure. No, no qualms about her winning either. It's a, it's a great performance.
1: No, and a and a beautiful um, shout out to her parents as her acting inspiration, and uh, a cute uh, shout out to both uh, Greta Gerwig and uh, Noah Baumbach. Because she, of course, appeared in both their nominated films. I know,
0: a married couple. And she's in a film called Marriage Story. And <laughs> I mean, it's just multi She's the daughter of two married actors. <laughs> Are they still married? I'm not sure. Uh, but yes. <laughs> uh, like, yes, some people may forget that Laura Dern is second-generation, um, you know, Bristone yeah. and Diane Ladd's daughter. So, yeah, it was lovely seeing Diane Ladd there next to her, rocking mm. a great hairstyle, too. Mm.
1: Yeah, and got very emotional when she was up on stage. Yeah. Lovely to see. I uh, know. So the next award after Best Supporting Actor, Beanie Feldstein came out to introduce Mindy Kaling, who came out (laughs) to introduce the nominees for Best Animated Feature Film. Yeah. And the winner there was Toy Story 4.
0: Yes, which I did not pick, but...
1: No, and I don't think you've, you. I think it's one of the few films that I've seen and that you have. <laughs>
0: Probably, yeah. So
1: yeah. points so, for me. Points for you. <laughs> and you know, a shout out to their families, a love letter to their families. I think the uh, the directors behind that particular feature said, and uh, they hoped that growing up with Woody and Buzz made growing up for you people out there <laughs> a little easier. <laughs> Very sweet. But,
0: uh, it's sweet. Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Best Animated Short Film went to, um, again, one of your picks for your Hair Love.
0: Yes, and a very worthy winner. And, um, yes, Matthew Cherry did give a bit of a tribute to Kobe Bryant, one he of a did. couple of the nights. Uh, yeah. Yeah, which was very nice. And a great mention of the fact that animated films are some of the first films we ever see, so how important it is to have representation at such an early age to see yourselves on screen. So the gorgeous film, I've mentioned it's it's free on YouTube, look up Hair Love, watch it, it's great for littleies. Yeah, and that that was a really delightful winner I thought.
1: And speaking of um, animated films and how they reach many of us all across the world, Josh Gad introduced the performance by Adina Menzel of Into the Unknown from Frozen 2 Mm. and he made reference to uh, the dubbed versions, well obviously sort of many Hollywood Films, but um, but certainly animated Disney films get dubbed into many many different languages for those littlies to enjoy. He uh, he mentioned that the Canadian Elsa is pretty much the same as the American Elsa, but with better healthcare.
0: Boom! Uh, <laughs> yeah, he had a good couple of gags. He, he, well, the writers did. Um, yeah, the nice Adina Menzel uh, Gag. That's yes, pronounce It's pronounced
1: exactly <laughs> how it is spelt. John Travolta. Yes. Nice. And then we got the surprise on stage that um, we did have many of the other nations' multilingual elses joining along in the song. And, yeah.
0: That and was great. I, I really liked it they did
1: that. I, I thought it was really sweet, yeah, and, like, great recognition for these really talented singers and voice actors who for the most part, would never get any recognition yeah. out of their own country even if they get that.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's sort
1: of beautiful to kind of celebrate that aspect of movie making. I really liked it.
0: Yeah, totally. And for audiences all over the world, yeah, like their experience of an animated film is far different to the voice actors that are in English. I think, yeah, it was a wonderful moment. I loved celebration of the language and I had hoped that maybe that was a sign for Parasite. I was looking for any mm. kind of signs anywhere that I little, could find them.
1: Little signal. But,
0: yeah. And SBS, that we were all all over that. It yeah. makes the heart swell, doesn't it, seeing celebration of other languages.
1: Yeah, with a bit of subtitles. Yeah. So that took us to the Writing Awards, which were handed out by Diane Keaton and Keanu Reeves.
0: Yes. <laughs> In the little double act there, shouting out, uh, something's got to give. Something's got to give.
1: There's... It could have been.
0: Yeah. The one they were in together.
1: <laughs> uh, well, speaking of Little Signs for Parasite, the, the first award that they gave out was Best Original Screenplay and maybe, you know, this was our first, first indication that the Academy were feeling Parasite tonight. Yeah. Um, so fantastic to see Bong Joon-ho and Han Jin-won get up to receive the award.
0: It was fantastic. And he, in that first one, he sort of gave a big speech, obviously thinking maybe, oh, he probably knew he had a shot for uh, Best international yeah, film yeah, too, but, but
1: never count your chickens.
0: Yeah, exactly. So you know, he was making the most of his time there. But um, yeah, look, loved it. That helped my tips. <laughs> that probably was at odds with some other people. I was happy with that one. No complaint. That that was the start of the uh, assembling yeah. of the bong hive. Yeah.
1: I thought I thought uh, Quentin might have nabbed that particular one. I didn't look out for as you did advise uh, his <laughs> reaction face.
0: Well, he's kind of only got the one face at these things anyway. <laughs> so you know, he can look pissed off. But then when Long was later celebrating him, which I thought was very generous. We'll get to that later, I suppose. But, yeah, it's kind of the same face he pulls. Hard to know. Mm. Yeah, he probably thought he had this one, though.
1: And then we had uh, two gorgeous creatures on stage, Natalie Portman and Timothy Chalamet, to give out the Best Adapted Screenplay Award, which went to Taika Waititi for Jojo Rabbit.
0: Sure did. And it was. Refreshing to see him lost for words and nervous and... He was very nervous. He was very nervous. Which was and sweet. It, it's extremely sweet. I'm not knock, knocking him at all. No, like you could tell he was overcome and like normally he's got a bit of a shtick and like he'll he'll make some jokes, but I think he was genuinely lost for words.
1: Yeah, yeah. He, he sort of went for the like, oh, this one's light. It's meant to be heavy. Yeah, About true. His, his, so, you know, he managed little gag there yeah. and then uh, a sort of a sweet shout out to dedicating it to all the Indigenous kids around the world. Yeah you know, who want to be creators and mm. uh, to tap into that original storytelling from Indigenous cultures. Cool moment.
0: Cool moment. <laughs> and then later he came back uh, to do an Acknowledgement of Country, which was fantastic to see at the Oscars.
1: Mm. Yeah, like for a ceremony that was, I guess, you know, called out for the number of white faces up there in the nominees' ranks um, we ended up getting, you know, much more of a culturally diverse pool of winners.
0: Yeah, totally. No, they rallied and in the ceremony more broadly. But, of course, they plan that before they know who the winners are going to be.
1: And speaking of winners, I mean, you (laughs) talked about uh, Maya Rudolph and Christine Wig and uh, their intro, but um, Best Production Design went to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I think you picked as that uh, 60s nostalgia. Yeah,
0: just the precision with which they... um Recreated the off. 60s in Hollywood.
1: Sure. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's certainly, and there's like Western sets, and um, certainly that side of the movie was impeccable. And uh, best costume design to Little Women, mm-hmm. um, which I did think I, uh, I did have a, a little knock sort of when we were discussing this in our last show. Um, I do think it is a deserving winner, but I will say that, in my defense, that I think the costumes on the poster are a little bit too art directed. On the poster of little women. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're nitpicking posters now. <laughs>
0: okay. Hair and makeup and <laughs> costume on the poster yeah. specifically. New category I, along yeah, with the stuff. I'm, I'm going to have
1: my own awards next year just for the posters. <laughs> okay. All right. You've heard that here first. <laughs> Uh, they should have best poster. I'm going to move on.
0: Okay, but um, also they should also include some more contemporary costumes. Like just acknowledge that costuming is an art, and it's not just because they're period.
1: Yes, outfits. Yes, yeah. ye olden days shall not be the only path to award mm. fame. Um, so Mark Ruffalo got a call up to sort of voice this montage about documentaries. Yes. Um, so there was sort of uh, little, lots of little Michael Moore and and different uh, throwbacks to great documentaries over time and that was all in the lead up to the Best Documentary Feature Award mm. which uh, sadly didn't go to Fasama as you uh, hoped but mm. um, went to American Factory which I, th- I felt, um, uh, you know, I think we'd sort of said last week that would the Academy voters just be drawn towards that choice of words. But I think that um, they gave a a very considered Mm. acceptance speech.
0: Totally. Like it is a very good documentary, don't get me wrong. Uh, Yeah, I have said cynically that if you didn't watch them, you would probably (laughs) vote for one called American Factory and I'm not ruling out that that was maybe some of it too. But uh, no, it's a very good documentary, yeah, about industrial relations and cross-cultural Friction, shall we say? So do seek that one. That's on Netflix. But this was such a strong field. It's you know yeah. I wouldn't have complained about any of them winning. But my like for Sama, it was just so elevated mm. for me. And that is has actually been released in Australia now. So please go see it. It's stunning, stunning film. So
1: yes, yes, and I think uh, I did see some backstage stuff that Sama herself was at the Oscars.
0: Little Sama? Yeah,
1: and she was um, hiding under a table for some of the time <laughs> because she was just so overwhelmed. Well there was like some cute stuff happening there.
0: Yeah. Oh, I have to look for that.
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah, the winners for American Factory did uh, give a, a message that working people have it harder and harder these days and we believe that things will get better when workers of the world unite. Mm-hmm. So there was another political stance. Yep. That led us on to Best Documentary Short, which went to learning to skateboard in a war zone if you're a girl.
0: Yep, which I did that thing of haven't watched them but I went for the title. <laughs> But well that was done. a that was a great speech as well, sort of um, a story about girls skating in Afghanistan, and uh, yeah, just finding a path to feel
1: yeah to empowerment yeah, yeah. and yeah,
0: just a rallying kind of a, a speech. It was great.
1: Yeah, um, Carol Disingo, one of the winners. I, I mean, I'm not sort of familiar with their background, but she talked about teaching at NYU, and I did um, wonder whether her co-director. But she met her as a student. I don't know the backstory there, but uh, more to dig out as you <laughs> search for the film and learn this for yourself.
0: Exactly, or just <laughs> listen to us try and <laughs> try and speculate about the relationships between nominees.
1: <laughs> um, uh, we got a uh, song montage, sort of this yes. uh, this cut up clips from um, uh, many notable music sequences in Hollywood films and that led us to Eminem performing
0: Lose Yourself. Yes. Once once again. Well, no. He didn't get to perform it the first time around. Oh. He didn't go. So it was a curious inclusion. No one explained it. Just a belated invite then, I suppose. Yeah. he. um, Yeah, we did this montage and then who rose from the Mm. stage but Eminem, (laughs) which had... Everyone a bit confused.
1: It had everyone a bit confused, but it already created, I think, many memeable reactions <laughs> because there were many, let's just use the term baby boomers, really uh, rocking out in that audience.
0: <laughs> there were. <laughs> and, and the
1: camera loved picking them out of the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But also <laughs> were they rocking out because the camera was on them too? There's a bit of like you could see a camera plant in front of itself, but also.
1: I think I think some of the, the amount of... Uh, you know, like head bashing going from <laughs> some of them, I, I think that they weren't aware whether a camera was there or not. A
0: few overbites happening. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was weird But because also it's like 17 years since the song won. Well, There's no yeah. real reason for why now, but hey, who needs? It's- well, producer Jeremy has actually just off mic made the point that maybe it's coming off the back of American Factory's win and, you know, being about Detroit. I don't know. Was that a little bit of a?
1: Did they have a Honeybee song ready to go in case uh, Honeyland did one? <laughs> just.
0: They just like, had a lot more. I think. <laughs> and I was go, go, go.
1: <laughs> I like to think so.
0: Yeah, probably. So a few artists were dis- disappointed not to be, not to grace the stage. <laughs>
1: um, did we... you say Honeybee? Honeyland?
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, maybe I'm wrong there. Never mind. I thought you said Honeybee. But... <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, that, that brings us on to the uh, much more important, We, um, you know. Much more
0: of, important? What?
1: Well, the much more important categories of best sound editing and best sound mixing.
0: Mm. Um, oh, I'm looking at you again, <laughs> Jeremy. I see what we're doing.
1: Uh, and um, I think I remember you sort of crediting uh, the sound in this, but for v Ferrari yeah. uh, took away sound editing.
0: I know and I didn't put it on my tips.
1: And sound okay, mixing, um, maybe uh, sort of maybe this was, one that could be picked 1917.
0: Yes. Again, didn't put it on my tips though, but yes.
1: You know, I think we sort of know the outcome of the big awards now. Yeah, 1917, sort of high expectations, but really only just slipped in in some of these technical categories.
0: Yeah, it did. So that just goes to show, don't think that just because it picks up all the pre-event awards. So, Mm. you know, um, it's the second film in Oscars history to win the Producers Guild, Directors Guild, BAFTAs and Golden Globe for best drama but to lose best picture. The first was Brokeback Mountain which lost to Crash.
1: Oh, ah, right. Mm. Um, while we're sort of on 1917 missing out, there's always lots of theories around about sort of how you kind of pick which way the Academy's is leaning and one is sort of the way that the acting categories go and, of course, 1917 didn't really have nominations in those categories, but then neither did Parasites. so... Um,
0: well, yeah, a shocking omission.
1: Yeah, so, I don't know, something to ponder. Mm. But uh, speaking of sort of 1917 winning, in some of these more technical categories, well, Roger Deakins took out the best cinematography.
0: Yeah, that one I think was a gimme, but just yeah. for the fact that the film looks like a single take, it's not, but for a large mm. portion of it, so...
1: Yeah, and I did sort of pick up on Twitter, it's sort of a little bit of... Um, he's someone who there's a general feeling that he may not have won as many times as he's deserved to have won. So so there's sort of sometimes there can be that cumulative um, factor of of having sort of such a great career that people will just want to rush out and award you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think that happened with Blade Runner 2049. That mm. was his finally breaking the drought. He got his Oscar for that. So yeah. it's only a couple of years ago. But now he's on a hot streak. He's won again <laughs> two years later. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sign yeah. him
1: up for whatever movie you're going to release. Totally. This year. So his agent is taking your year. calls. <laughs> um, and uh, editing Ford v Ferrari again. Boom,
0: picked it. Oh, good yeah. on Yeah. I mean those montages in the races is very good. I should have thought that obviously with the vroom vroom noises of the cars that would have been a good one too.
1: <laughs> and um and best score uh just to piss you off uh <laughs> Just so that um, a film that you hate can can put uh, Oscar winner, can forever be known yeah. as Oscar winner.
0: Yeah. I mean, Suicide Squad's an Oscar winner too, so,
1: yeah. <laughs> so it's in, in you know, esteemed company. Yeah. Um, they share a uh, character, both films. Joker was the winner. Correct. And uh, so first-time nominee, uh, the uh, Icelandic composer Hilda Gudnadotir. She was, um, yeah, very, very excited to... Get up and receive her award.
0: Yeah, no. I, look, the score was good in that film. It was one of the few things that were good in that film. So, um, no, it was a worthy winner. I think she's kind of had the field. She, that is one where she's. I think she's won most of the awards coming up to this. For,
1: yeah. Vulnerability. Yeah. And she said to the girls, to the women, to the mothers, to the daughters who hear the music bubbling within, please speak up. We need to hear your voices. Uh, yes. Another call out to to encourage women to enter this industry that we know. How were shut out of many of the big categories.
0: Very much so. But they did kind of signpost this one by having Sigourney Weaver, Brie Larson, and Gal Gadot come out, um, mm. who play superheroes. Yes. And also, well, Sigourney uttered the line, all women are superheroes, <laughs> <laughs> which, yeah. uh, you know, Sigourney gets to say that. So, yeah. Um, but then they also had a female conductor come and conduct a montage of all of the nominated scores. They had uh, Emir Noon, the Irish conductor, which was great, but also like don't just have her come out and do one segment. <laughs> it probably yeah. would have been more if she was conducting the ceremony, but nonetheless. So that that was the intro to then uh, the score category, which Hilda then won.
1: Yes. Best original song. So we got sort of, we mentioned it. Edina Menzel um, earlier in the the night but uh, we had each of the nominees performing um, interspersed through the show but no surprises here for the winner.
0: Not really. I think it was Elton Saluce. He's had to reschedule some of the dates of his Australia New Zealand tour to (laughs) jump back and get his Oscar. Uh, And his kids are still here apparently. Yeah, so he's the winner and we're the losers. (laughs) He'll be back. I think he's due in New Zealand by Friday or something. But seeing them performed, because I have not seen Harriet yet, so I Mm. hadn't heard that song, uh, Stand Up. But I see what you mean about her voice. Really incredible. That was a very moving performance. Um, Yes, because... Cynthia Erivo does sing in Bad Times at the El Royale. If, you should catch that film too. It's quite fun. But mm. um, what a set of pipes.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, I think there were actually some decent goers in that category. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Correct. There were some decent goers, but uh, Elton and Bernie.
1: Took it away yeah, as Yeah, they expected. did, yeah. So, I mean, uh, by this point we were really getting up to the pointy end of the ceremony Spike Lee uh, came out to present Best Director. Uh,
0: In an ensemble dedicated to Kobe Bryant.
1: Mm. And which I
0: thought, you know, getting Spike out to present Best Director when he was seriously overlooked last year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a nice moment, yeah, and it's good he got his time for that. But, uh, yeah, he should actually be coming back as the winner.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's interesting you call that out actually because uh, there is a, tradition of previous winners Mm. coming out, um, particularly uh, in the acting award categories, um, sort of often to kind of hand it on to the split gender, Mm -hmm. if you know what I'm saying, torturously trying to (laughs) explain. Yeah, I Um, I know what you're saying. uh, Yeah, so to pull someone out who... Was wasn't robbed. a recipient. Mm. Yeah. It was kind of an interesting move, I suppose. Like, again, an attempt to diversify the lineup. Sure. And we all got excited. I think probably some of us might have expected that Parasite would win Best Director, but not take away the big prize. Mm. But, you know, great to see Bong Joon Ho up there.
0: Incredible. Great moment. Good speech. <laughs> all of that.
1: Yeah. Uh, he did say, thank you, I will be drinking until next morning <laughs> as a sign-off. Exactly. And, uh, you know, if only we could be doing that with him I right know.
0: now. Here's cheers to Director Bond. And,
1: Bong. and uh, speaking of Parasite, so uh, somewhere along the way, um, we haven't mentioned, of course, that it did also win for Best International Feature.
0: Yes. I got nervous because I thought... I was still holding out a vain hope that it might win Best Picture, yeah. Um, and I thought, "Ooh, is Pain and Glory going to get this? Yeah. Just and if it does, is that a sign or is what's going yeah, to happen?" Yeah, sort but, I of mean,
1: Academy spreading the love.
0: Yeah, but no, <laughs> no, it won Best International Feature, and ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it was always looking for what does this mean? What does this mean when when they win?
1: Yeah, for sure. Mm. Steven Spielberg came out to introduce the In Memoriam section. Yes. Which involves Billie Eilish singing Yesterday.
0: Curious choice, but yes. Yeah. Breakup it's songs. A, it's
1: a very repetitive song.
0: <laughs> it is. I mean, <laughs> the use of breakup songs for farewell songs as well is always a bit.
1: Yeah. Risky. Someone's just sort of gone, that's a bit sad.
0: Yeah. I mean, the film yesterday didn't get any love here at the Oscars, and I'm okay with that. But, um, hmm. I digress. Yes, the <laughs> in memoriam montage. Unusual feature, having double recognitions on screen, at two people mm. remembered in not, not having a single moment for them. I, I didn't care for that. Yeah. It was a random, it seemed a random selection to have two people up on screen at the same time.
1: Um, yeah, well, I, I think that it probably made sense from a producer point of view as a time saver. But uh, I think that's something that is quite important about the In Memoriam is that the audience in the room do get to acknowledge people individually as they, they mm. come up on the screen and, mm. and, you know, like the reality is that some people end up getting some applause yeah. and then there are lesser known people who don't. So, mm. But obviously having two people up at once.
0: Yeah. I just thought... Doesn't
1: really allow for that moment.
0: No, I I didn't like it. I don't like it, especially if it's a time-saving thing because maybe we could cut some of the lengthy montages for some of the acting categories um, Mm. if it's a time thing because, I mean, there weren't enough. It didn't go on that long. I think it could have been just give people that singular moment for people to remember them. I didn't notice any major omissions in the in-memoriam this time or major stuff-ups of putting the wrong photo for the person like they've done in years past and we all remember that one. So, so far so good, but correct me if I'm wrong and I'll check Twitter on that. Yeah. There is actually a good thread devoted to the people remembered in the In Memoriam montage. I've retweeted it, but it's come from a statistician who is obsessed with the Oscars and his name is Ben Zalsmer, and his Twitter handle is Ben Oscar Math. So uh, there's a great thread about who all of the people remembered were. A uh, couple of
1: categories we haven't talked about. So um, best visual effects, I think we we did sort of say was this where something like, you know, a big Marvel box office hit like Avengers Endgame would get a look in mm. but ended up going to 1917.
0: Yeah, which I don't remember for its effects but maybe that speaks to how well the effects were done.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is sort of sometimes where, like, I quite like the little nominee montage clips mm. um, because they did, for example, show from nineteen seventeen some of the compositing work, yeah, yeah. so that something that looks very photorealistic, sort of actually is is in CGI. Yeah, and and sometimes I think for a, a film that's not a, a fantasy or science fiction film, sometimes these effects don't call a Attention to themselves yeah, as much. Exactly. So that was sort of impressive work. Yeah. I felt
0: agreed, and of course, to come out and introduce this category uh, was James Corden and Rebel Wilson. Yeah, in cat suits, <laughs> having great fun at the expense of the film they were in, entitled Cats, which had notoriously bad visual effects, yeah. uh, unfinished ones, in fact, for <laughs> when it got released. But uh, so they were having a right old gag at the film they were in being terrible. I mean, they weren't so great in it either.
1: Yeah, slightly, slightly awkward moment. I mean, you know, I guess sort of those two know how to ham it up and uh, yeah. and attempt to milk a moment. But Yeah,
0: um, I mean, having fun, like self-awareness relatively that the film wasn't great, you know, a lot of people did work on that and, you know, it's not their fault that maybe the film was rushed yeah. out. But, look, I'm in the Cats is Bad camp, so... <laughs>
1: I think James Corden, I feel like he's so keen to uh, be on the right side of pop a culture mm. that, and a joke is that like I've already sort of heard him trashing cats publicly mm. and, I, and I feel like as sort of soon as the box office receipts and the critical response weren't what, you know, he would have hoped, he was very quickly to jump on it. So yeah.
0: that was a bit of a sign of what happened here. Mm-hmm. You did mention showing the pre- and post-work on the visual effects. I thought it was interesting for the one for The Irishman. They didn't focus on the de-aging of Robert De Niro in that huh. clip. <laughs> it was like that's the biggest standout for me mm. of the effects work in that film. But, um, yeah. yeah, maybe maybe I'll look down and miss some of it. A bit of, it, of Joe Pesci they showed yeah. before and after. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I just thought, like, the biggest moment of visual yeah, yeah. effects in the film wasn't in the montage for the yeah. Oscars.
1: Maybe, maybe he didn't clear it for use. Who knows? Oh. I don't know. Oh, it's a, How much permission right do you tissue. get to give? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, you can only show my young self, not my old self. It's in my contract. <laughs> I feel like Robert De Niro is entitled to clauses such as that. Probably. Yeah. Um, best makeup and hair. Yeah, I think that there were a few ways this could have gone, but uh, making people look like sort of real Fox News pundits. Mm was the success story.
0: Well, I think this one is solely for the work on Charlize Theron. They did to make her look like Megan Kelly. Yeah. Um, sort of the cheekbones. Yeah, and, and there was the a sort of aesthetics. shout out
1: in the in the acceptance speech to mm. her. I mean, we talked about this, like it is impressive work.
0: It is. Um, I think elsewhere in the film it's not as impressive. Mm. Um, Nicole Kidman's
1: yeah, springs is.
0: to mind. And I've mentioned Margot Robbie's lipstick. But um, <laughs> it, look, it's... It, it is a feat. It's very obvious work, but it she does look like Megyn Kelly, so it, it serves its purpose. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen it go to Judy. Uh,
1: yes. Well, we know you deducted uh, points for Bombshell for the um, magical disappearing lipstick. Mm-hmm. So uh, whoever did that glaring <laughs> omission now can call themselves an Oscar winner.
0: Exactly. And, or maybe And that's... continue
1: to be as careless in future films.
0: <laughs> it's working for them. Yeah. <laughs> Fine and done on the next one.
1: So, yeah. Um, the big acting categories.
0: They're all big. I'm saying that again.
1: All right, all right. Um, but uh, best actor and best actress. Best actor, I think we all knew where this was going. Um, Joaquin Phoenix jumped up to take the prize or, or wandered up um, <laughs> more like. and, and cer- up. And certainly... Um, Uh, took his time with his speech giving and showed that if you're considered a big enough star, you won't get played off
0: stage. Correct. It was a tad rambling. I'm just going to put that out there. It went from um,
1: artificial insemination of cows through to like his misdemeanours. His own
0: redemption tale.
1: Yeah, and then uh, sort of a quote. From River. His, yeah, from River. So, you know, there was there was a lot in there.
0: There was a lot in there, a lot to unpack. Um took a
1: lot of time to get where it was going.
0: I know. I he's been very on point throughout awards season. I think he probably peaked at the BAFTAs with his um speeches. That was a great one about diversity and like walking the talk. Mm. Uh calling out his colleagues for not doing that. Yeah. And he started well on this one, but a little rambly in the middle there. Uh, I There was a very funny tweet. Um, someone said, I didn't expect this to be about milk.
1: Yes. and <laughs>
0: But, you know, he, he's a committed vegan, he and Rooney Mara, uh, so he, you know, wanted to use that platform and there's no shame in wanting to use your platform to do that. I just, yeah, the speech, uh, mm. whew, was I feel a bit loose.
1: He may have had a compatriot in Bong Joon-ho who made a film about factory farming of animals.
0: Absolutely. Go watch Okja and then listen to the interview with him. On the playlist. And
1: I guess um, yeah, selling his own redemption story mm. in these times where we're we're perhaps less forgiving than we once were mm. about uh, you know, the the way that powerful people treat other people in Hollywood. Mm. I can't speak to to Joaquin's sort of own experiences, mm. but I don't know, that left a slightly sour taste.
0: A little. Um you know, in some ways it's good to acknowledge that maybe you've been a bit of a dick. Yeah. Uh, but but, I'm, but are you also getting ahead of people who would say it about you anyway? I don't know. I'm not sure what to think on that. But, um, yeah. It,
1: yeah. It's a, no, it's a nice message, you know. We uh, look out for each other and we help each other to grow. And when we educate each other, when we guide each other towards redemption, that is the best of community.
0: Well, look, he's not wrong. <laughs>
1: So there was something for all of us in that speech. (laughs) There
0: was literally something for everyone in that (laughs) (laughs)
1: speech. Then uh, best actress, friend of the show... (laughs) Well, specifically, friend of yours. Friend Fee.
0: of me. I sat on her, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah you're my tight. friend Renee. Yeah. She was texting you beforehand, like, am I going to pull this off? Yeah. What should I even say when I, I get said, up there? What did you advise her well, to see, say? Well, I,
0: see, I didn't because she was also a tad rambly. So that, my fingerprints <laughs>
1: are not on that at all. I feel guilty for even thinking this, but I did think. Um, Whoever is sitting there backstage with the music playoff button um, must have got like an itchy finger during Renee's speech because as rambly as Joaquin went, you could kind of tell he had prepared something and was going somewhere. Whereas, uh, Renee, I wasn't as convinced.
0: I wasn't as convinced, but I too was terrified that she was going to get played off after he hadn't been. Yeah,
1: so I celebrate Mr Itchy Finger backstage. (laughs) Or Mrs
0: Itchy Finger or Ms. Itchy Finger.
1: Correct. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, she sort of gave uh, great recognition to Judy Garland, who, of course, she um, has now won an Oscar playing... Her and
0: who herself never received an Oscar. Correct, and acknowledging that was good. Yeah, and that that's Renee's second Oscar. Now she's got a matching one in the support category for Cold Mountain. Um, yeah, look, I the snark in me wants to say that kind of it's also a, a celebration of screenwriters because when actors go up there to accept speeches, there <laughs> you can see that mm. they maybe they need a screenwriter in their lives.
1: Yes, that's a very, very good point.
0: And it doesn't escape me that I did not say that very well. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> we all need screenwriters in our, Don't in our lives. This is why we go to the movies to to look at people saying the things that we wish that we could say. So true. As they say. Uh, so, which <laughs> brings us to the final, final award best picture. Oh. I had convinced myself sitting there that this was going to go to 1917.
0: Same. Same. But I was still a little glimmer of hope. And the Oscar goes to Parasite.
1: And it, it restores it my faith
0: a little bit in, in the world. And it happens. It's okay to hope.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Good Spe- things can happen. Speaking of um, playoff music, so we know oh. that, uh, that Parasite won and everyone in the theatre was celebrating, we were celebrating, where we were watching... And uh, after the first recipient um, gave their speech, the lights were dimmed and they were... And the microphone was lowered. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't until... those in the audience, sort of the camera did cut to uh, Tom Hanks, for example, um, making a fuss, but uh, they got the lights back up and uh, and um, we got more lovely speeches from um, from the Korean producers behind
0: Parasites. So Absolutely. Was uh, yeah, Kwak Sin Lee, uh, was, she gave a great speech saying, I feel like a very opportune moment in history is happening right now with the win. It's historic. The, the, a film not in English has never won Best Picture. Yeah, it's... Unprecedented and I'm so happy that it went to such a fantastic film.
1: Yes. My pick of, my number one pick of last year. You called it Ben. Surely this means in the end that a lot more people see the movie. So that's a great outcome.
0: Yes. But a great moment of drama going into it with Jane Fonda announcing the winner and you know, again, trying to read from her face what that would mean. But, it you know, she paused and held the moment uh, and seemed pretty happy with what the result was. Yeah. So in my heart of hearts, I was thinking, oh, my God, it is Parasite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, so I, kudos to Jane. I'm sure she triple-checked that. <laughs> you yes. do not want a mistake when you're announcing Parasite as the best film. That would be the worst.
1: That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was left to Jane Fonda to call an end to proceedings yeah. for the evening so that brought us to the end of the 90-second Academy Awards. Um, which, which did
0: not go for 90 seconds. <laughs> I know,
1: I know. Like I, I have to say when I kept hearing on the news 90-second Academy Awards, <laughs> I, I thought like is there, is there like a different version? Anyway, <laughs> I'm sure someone has made the uh, supercut um, for YouTube. Some wag. Find, find it. Yeah, so I think that it was a spirited event it was uh, one for the history books.
0: It absolutely was. I I don't know. I, I'm so excited about it. I can't believe it because normally I'm grumbling about Green Book, for mm. instance, winning. You know, it was very exciting when Moonlight won a couple of years ago as well,
1: when it yeah. eventually won. Yeah.
0: Uh, yes. Yeah. The uh, trying
1: circumstances.
0: Absolutely. Uh, but then the flex back to Green Book was shocking. Nonetheless, anyway, yes, first foreign language film to win the Best Picture Oscar and four in total so yes. adapted screenplay best international film best director and best picture
1: i feel like uh, a commentator at the end of a sports movie <laughs> who's just brimming with pride because the underdog team made it um through the finals
0: i know right they made it to nationals
1: we we are those people <laughs> we are those just characters ask us.
0: yeah um
1: So that's it for our special Oscar wrap. We'll be back next week with a normal episode. But in the meantime, make sure you subscribe to SBS The Playlist wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a lot of stars. Leave a nice review and it helps people to find the show. And you can find... Fiona interviewing Oscar winner Bong Joon-ho and Renee Zellweger on previous episodes, so there's plenty there for you to discover. Um, And let us know what you thought of the Oscar winners on Facebook or Twitter at SBS Movies, and I'm on Twitter at Ben TV.
0: And I'm on Twitter at Anything But Fifi.
1: And the playlist is produced by Jeremy Wilmot. Until next week.
0: Thanks for listening.